Repeat after me. I will be sucker free. You've entered the listening You've zone. the listening zone. Sucker free Sunday podcast with Cloudy J and Avoya. Welcome to another edition of Sucker Free Sunday. Got five on it. The podcast that explores storytelling through music, lists, and conversation. If this is your first time tuning in, the premise of the show is to have folks create a five-song playlist based on a theme or question and then break down what those songs mean to said guest and why. Great. Yay. Welcome to Sucker Free Sunday. Got five on it. Thank you. I'm uh, happy to be here. Good, good. Um, so our guest today is journalist and musician um, Victor Patton. Um, I could say many other things about you, but I prefer my guests to decide what they share and what gets shared. So maybe you can do a little introduction for yourself also. Sure. You know, I'm, a, I guess you could say a local journalist, local editor um, slash musician uh, slash lover of music and um yeah, I, you know, I listen to a lot of music because I spend a lot of time on the road. And in a nutshell, I'm, I'm in between Fresno and Sacramento several times a week, which means I do a lot of driving. So I have lots of time to listen to music. So so even right now, you still do that? You're still commuting and doing all that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, you know, long story short, I I, uh, I um, have a, you know, my mom's in Sacramento. I'm always up there help, helping her out with stuff. And I, I live in Fresno, so I'm just uh, between. So. Yeah. Okay. So you got all kinds of time to make playlists, to think about um, the songs that mean the most to you within a time frame of a year. Oh, yeah. And um, so this is probably an easy task for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have like so many playlists. It's like you, you can't even, it's, it's like actually too much. I, mean, I feel I, that way a little bit myself. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it's like all kinds of, it, it started just with like one or two playlists. Right. And then mm-hmm. next thing you know, it's like, um, infinite playlists. <laughs> now, do you think it's the ease that we have now and, and the capability to create a playlist? Because I need different music for driving than I do for like cleaning or sometimes they can, they can meet in between sometimes, but do you think that because it's so easy for us to create them now, um, that's why we have so many? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because, you know, back in the day we had mixtapes, right? I loved mixtapes, that was my jam. Yeah, you had mixtapes and, uh, you know, in order to, um, in order to, you know, put songs together, you had to have access to music. You know, mm-hmm. and a lot of times that for me, that was, you know, hanging out at the record store or hanging out with people that worked at the record Word. store, you know, um, knowing DJs and that kind of thing. And really, you would have to sort of have access to people that knew what was kind of happening. Right. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that was kind of like the fun of it, too, is like, yeah, you know, you, you had to it, it took some exploration. You know, you, these, yeah. things didn't, they, these things didn't come easy. Now it's like, you know, if you're on, you know, uh, Apple Music or if you're, you know, you know, other platforms, you know, let's say it's just, it's just right at your hand. You know, all you just got Siri play, you know, MF yeah. or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's right I there do. now. And, and we'll we'll get to your top. We're gonna get to your top ten list. I promise. Okay. But, um, because I've been thinking about that too. I miss. Um, so yesterday I went to visit um, 
you know, my mama and I passed an old record store that's no longer in business. And okay. it's my fa- it used to be my favorite place to go. And I was driving past thinking, I missed that feeling of driving into the parking lot and how that would make me feel. And this is me as a little girl and having her drive um, there and wondering if forever, you know, if music lovers are ever gonna have that that rush, that feeling again of going to seek this, that, that sort of music. I mean, obviously we still go to record stores and, um, but you do have to do a little bit of digging um, in that space. Whereas online, as you said, I can just say, you know, okay, Google. Yeah. Um, who sings this song I just heard, which I don't like to do. I just, I know that's weird, but I prefer to like figure it out a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah, you know, it's a, the, the, the pluses of the technology, I think, is, uh, you know, it, it is right there at your fingertips and you can hear anything at any time. There's, no, there's nothing stopping you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but that, yeah, the downside of it is that you do, you do miss that search that yeah. goes along looking for like a rare import yeah. or like, you know, I mean, for example, I mean, you know, trying to find the Black Album back in the day. Oh, you it know. took me so long. And yeah. when I did, I was so joyous. Um, and we're not even talking about like, you know, when it was later re-released. I mean, we're mm-mm. talking about like, you know, there were like only only so many copies out right? there. And you had to know somebody who knew somebody who had this, you know? Exactly. So, you know, and that, that was the search. And then when you got it, you were just like, you know, you felt like this was like the special thing, right? The holy grail. I mean, yeah. like who yeah. else had it? Yeah. You know, so now it's, you know, it's, yeah, that search isn't there anymore. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But um, in cases like this, like today, we're going to discuss, um, well, first, a little context. If this is your first time tuning in, the premise of the show is to have folks create a five song playlist right, right. Um, based on a theme or a question. And then we break that down and discuss what those songs mean to our guests. Um, today's a little different because you have created a top 10 2020 playlist and I thought we'd extract maybe some different ones out of that and sure. discuss them in depth but um, also let folks know what that that um, what that top 10 list looks like and we're gonna post that on our Spotify page sucker free Sunday so folks can go there and um, listen to it in its entirety but I thought um, we just go through the set list and, and break it down for folks because this is also helping those who don't have the, um, who aren't friends with the DJs or who still, because we still do that. I still do ask other people, hey, you know, what do you think of this? Or have you heard this? Mm-hmm. And so we've we've done all that work. You've vetted this list for us. So we get to break <laughs> it down. Sure, absolutely. Is that cool? That's cool with me. All right, um, I'm gonna get things started off with, um, and I don't know some of these artists, so if I mispronounce names, please help me. Um, sure. Uh, Eve's Tumor, Kerosene? Yes, Eve's Tumor, Eve's yes. Uh, Not familiar with them at all. Yeah, um, well, this guy, it's this young brother, his name is uh, Sean Bowie, so Eve's Tumor is sort of like a, um, another name for him, but uh, he's this young guy who, uh, you know, he's put out a few albums, and um, this year he really had this breakout album um, called Heaven to a Tortured Mind. And the way you listen to this, and the best way I can describe it is if Iggy Pop, Grace Jones, Prince, and Marilyn Manson all <laughs> shared custody of a child, 
this is what it would be eve's tumor i mean you have like it's rock it's punk you have some serious you know bass and funk in here um not to mention he's like totally doing the androgynous thing um the videos are very thought inspiring lots of you know there's you know sex violence race issues little something it was all over the place it's all over the place it was like a short film like yeah oh you watched it yeah oh i watched all of them (laughs) and i thought whoa this is it was i didn't know what to expect ever yeah and the visuals because it does seem like an art like an artsy short film and the music just accompanies it so well yeah no so um yeah and the, the music is uh you know it's I hear like so many different influences in the music, you know, but, but, mm-hmm. um, and so many influences, influences coming together, but it's really, really, I listened to the album and it was just an amazing album. One of my favorites in 2020, without a doubt. It'll be great to see uh, where he goes from here. Absolutely. And I like that you used the word album because that was going to be one of my questions. Um, I like the thought it takes to put together a 2020 playlist. I've not done that yet because I'm not the biggest fan of just grabbing one track and saying, oh, that's, I want to figure out whether or not I like the whole um, album together. And so I'd like to ask you that about some of these. Um, and, and I do it too. I mean, I obviously only like like one track from certain folks or whatever, but do you prefer to listen um, to the album in its entirety still? Is that something? that you feel like is a loss. I mean, I don't know if a lot of folks have time to. Um, I know albums are a lot shorter. They're less Mm. than um, 60 minutes now, mostly about 45 to 50. So do you like doing that also? Yeah, I do listen to the full album. um, Because a lot of times when a song grabs me, it's like once I hear that song, I have to hear the album because I want to make sure I'm not missing out. Word up, yes. I Uh feel like, oh, if this song is good, then, you know, I I don't want to I, I don't want I'm gonna make sure I don't miss out on something that's even better you know what right. I mean so yeah I still listen to albums from the beginning to end as much as I can mm-hmm. um, you know and, and so yeah I'm still a big album guy I you know, I, I still collect vinyls and all that stuff so okay all right yeah so I'm a little old school in that sense oh we we both old school what are you talking about <laughs> that's that's my favorite thing and I still I mean if I physically buy the album. I have to read the liner notes because, as you said, that's one of the ways where you find out other artists that you might or see who produced it or all those other players. And that's helpful and kind of, you know, coalescing, sort of bringing your taste level um, to another, um, you know, dimension. I right. Would think. Yeah, absolutely. So that's Ease Tumor. Yes. And then we go into Fantastic Negrito. Oh yes, uh, fantastic. Chocolate Samurai. Yes, he is fantastic, absolutely. Um, you know, thing that's interesting about him is, uh, you know, Fantastic Negrito, funny enough, I started following him back in the MySpace days. Whoa. Um, yeah, he, he called himself Blood Sugar back in the day. <laughs> you know, and he was kind of, he had blue hair and, and was kind of like doing a more of a punk rock thing. You know, uh-huh. since that, he's sort of like moved on to sort of, to doing like what I would say is like blues. It's a, his his music is definitely very blues um, inspired. Um, but what I really dig about him is that this is blues that is really uh, relatable. I think for for real folks, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like for many years blues 
for you know you you know you have like a lot of these blues players they kind of like have a lot of the guitar fretboard gymnastics not me <laughs> but I, I feel like a lot of that just kind of like you know took things sort of like away from what blues really is i mean obviously you know you have guys like jimmy hendrix just totally amazing totally focused in the blues but you know i think you know it's great to like just have somebody that that you know today you know who was with us who's like really produced in great music that's rooted in a black uh, aesthetic that mm -hmm. you know, can relate to i mean this song um you know chocolate chocolate samurai from the album is have you lost your mind yet uh the song for the video he you know took fan videos video people his fans sent him different videos and he put together a video to you know show how different people are spending their time sheltering in which is really cool because i think you know he has like a really um big following online he's really you know close with his fans he's always doing all kinds of really cool live streams and things like that um that are really awesome so you know this and i've, I've been following him for for like i said for se several years and it's really been great to see his uh, evolution plus he's also from oakland you know i'm, I'm a, a sacramento guy so shout out to northern california you know and i think it's really great because for for many years i was kind of like wondering where is the blues going to go right because i feel like the blues for so long it's like you had a lot of artists that were taking it yep and you know it, it was sort of like becoming this thing that i thought was moving further away from like a black aesthetic and i feel mm -hmm. like there's more artists that are kind of like bringing that back home right you know right. when i listen to fantastic negrito i i hear some you know i hear sun house i hear muddy waters i hear all of those all of those greats but he's doing his own thing with it i think that's right. so cool and i think that it's great too because you're gonna see a lot of you know younger people and younger artists audience artists that are gonna pick up on that you know mm -hmm. so the blues is still alive so i'm glad this young young brother's doing it you know and I'm so glad you mentioned that aspect of it because so often, um, as you said, blues is um, kind of stripped of its essence yes. and um, repackaged for us in various forms, which, um, you know, I, I get that. We've, we've done that over and over and time again, yeah. but I really like the roots of a sound and the roots of blues is in so, it's, it's so prevalent in so many different genres so that it can come back home and have us be part of that. Um, and while I know he's huge, I really think also that Gary Clark Jr. has done a really good job oh, of that yeah. also. He's amazing. Um, and I just, I'm so happy that more folks are understanding it doesn't have to be um, a hybrid. It can really be the blues and you can like it. Oh, it yeah. doesn't have to be, um, you know, repackaged for us all the time. How about your own experiences kind of create that sound? And I think that um, in you choosing this, you forced me to listen to it too, because I had the assumption, because so many people in Oakland are so down for him and they talk about him with such a reverence. And I know this is terrible, but the name threw me off. I didn't think, oh, this guy can't be serious about the blues. <laughs> this just seems, you know, hardy, har, 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 whatever. Um, so when I saw it on your list, I'm like, oh, I guess I'm finally going to listen. Gotta get um, it, yeah. And I did, and I was pleasantly surprised. And I actually liked the video too. To ask people um, what they've been doing during COVID has been one of the things we've been asking 
um, on the podcast also. And mm. so I, it was a really good tie-in. And I'm just always happy when the blues get some love from us because sometimes um, there are things from our, you know, our past that sometimes we just take for granted or don't think belong to us anymore. And um, just kind of put them to the side. And I really feel like artists such as Fantastic Negrito and um, Gary Clark Jr. and and others, um, Valerie June too, even though I know that oh, that's yeah. more- um, Well, a little more folksy, American. Way more, way more. But I yeah. would never think of anyone in their age brackets um, being so sincere about that and uh, providing it for us so that we can be, um, you know, regaled by that too. Yeah. yeah, it's history. Yeah, you brought up Gary Clark Jr. My wife and I actually uh, saw him at uh, Africa uh, last year. Oh my and God! Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, he it was amazing. I really? Mean, yeah, that guy is just. Uh, yeah, man, he's doing it. I mean, just just as a guitar player, he's just fantastic. You know the 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 you know his delivery, his voice, everything, man. He's it. He's the real deal. And, and I'm so glad you mentioned Afropunk because this playlist definitely is an Afropunk playlist. I yeah. mean, <laughs> you couldn't get more um, in that zone than after you just said that. I've never been able to go. Oh, um, it's great. It's like, and, it's, like the, it's the closest thing you'll ever get as far as, closest thing I've ever experienced to like a black Woodstock. Wow. Or, you know, or like, or like or today, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, obviously we had watt stacks and stuff like that. Before, yeah, but we but, wouldn't, you know. Yeah, we, we wouldn't around back we then. We couldn't be popping and locking back then with it, no way. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I got, you know, um, but yeah, I'm those, and that's one of the uh, spaces that, you know, post COVID, am I going to be comfortable? trying to see if I can go, I don't know. And so mm. I think about all those things um, in detail because Gary Clark Jr. has been on my list to see for so long and haven't. And so am I gonna, you know, forego that? I mean, so many, so many variables, but. Absolutely. Yeah. Chocolate Samurai, y'all. Chocolate Number Samurai, two. indeed, check it out. Number two on the top 10 um, songs of 2020 for Victor Patton. You got it. Um, okay, I'm not sure about, uh, the song is called Pretty Boy and it features yeah. Little Yachty, but who's the artist? Joji. Joji. I thought so, but I didn't want to be wrong. Yeah, you know, I really didn't really know too much about Joji, um, before I heard the song. And I still am actually finding out, uh, a little bit, but this song for me, uh, for me, this song is just kind of like, uh, you know, Pretty Boy, it's from his al album, Nectar. Um, you know, I was going through kind of some tough times, you know, early this year, like a lot of people were in 2020, not this year, but last year. Um, so, you know, sometimes it's like, you just need something that's just like, you know, a great driving along the coast song, you know, um, on a Sunday afternoon, you know, and Speak I feel like, language, that's kinda like that's kind of like Pretty Boy to me, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the name kind of strikes me, the song kind of strikes me as kind of a parody and comment on, you know, kind of like bling capitalism type culture, but I also get the feeling he's not really taking himself too seriously. You know, he's just mm -hmm. having a good time making a, an interesting kind of song. Um, interesting thing about Joji too is um, on this album, he actually has a song with Eve's Tumor, who, oh. you know, okay. on my list also. Making a come, look at this, it all yeah. connects. 
yeah so so yeah joji pretty boy uh, that it's it's kind of like just kind of like a feel-good <laughs> song yeah. that i kind of put on there you know in california we need those too sometimes yeah. we just do i mean that whole driving up the coast on a sunday you're speaking our language here at sucker free sunday that's a super sucker free sunday thing to do yeah they, yeah absolutely <laughs> and i see that it's featuring little yachty so let me ask you this question um a lot of folks that um listen to music as much as we do mm -hmm. kind of shun or um you know turn their noses up at new artists mm -hmm. um which is neither here nor there but little yachty is a new artist um and you have new artists on here yes. so i'm taking it that you don't suffer from that um if it ain't old school it's not it's it's not worthy of my attention oh. um it doesn't it doesn't feel like you suffer from any of that. Am I wrong or? No, I don't really suffer from that. I mean, the yeah. thing is, for me, um, I, you know, I don't really kind of, there's some, I guess, some, you know, some music enthusiasts that kind of like have this idea that, you know, anything that sort of has happened, you know, in the last 20 years isn't relevant compared <laughs> right. to like the 80s or the 70s or the 60s and i'm not like that you know there's like yeah. so much great music out there and there's so many good musicians it's, it's just you know they just need to have need you just need to find them and they're out there you know right. so yeah i'm always trying to find new stuff and new artists um because i feel like that that's kind of like you know helps it helps you know keep me sort of like uh just interested you know mm -hmm. i mean i i'm i'm i mean yeah I, I mean obviously yeah i'm an old school guy i listen to you know a lot of old stuff i mean back to the 60s and the 70s and you know obviously i'm a big defunk guy you know yeah but, um but yeah I, I i always like to know what the what the new guys are, what's happened with the new new uh the new generation you know so because yeah it, it keeps keeps me keeps me interested now I see behind you on your wall, you also have um, two guitars. Yes. Um, yeah. Do you play both um, uh, bass and, um, I'm sorry, what do you play? Oh, I play uh, bass, guitar, keyboards, harmonica, uh, and I sing a little bit. <laughs> nice. And I'm not so, a singer, but I sing. You know, I but you can handle it though. I'm yeah, sure you, yeah, I, I, I'm you sure know. you could. If somebody's playing, you know, something in G minor, I'm there. Okay, all right. This is good to know. Very good to know. Do you think as a musician also that this helps, like listening to all these different genres of music? Because you've already gone through like a plethora and we're only on, you know, we're going to um, slide into track four. But do you yeah, think sure. having an ear for um, all these different elements and recognizing all these different new things, does that help you as a, a musician as well? Yeah, it does, you know, because, uh, you know, there's, a, I feel like music, just like everything else, it's an evolution, right? And mm -hmm. as a musician, I want to keep evolving. You know, one of the ways that I, I learn as a musician is just listening to others and spending time with other musicians. So yeah, anytime, anytime I listen to something, I'm always kind of like thinking, you know, as a musician, how did they do this? What's what was their process like when they came came with this progression, put together mm -hmm. this progression? You know, how did they get this particular kind of vocal sound? What were they doing in the studio to come together with this? I'm kind of like thinking about all those things. You know, in addition to just enjoying the song, but I'm also 
thinking in a big way, how did they actually produce this and make this happen? Because there's so much that goes into not only just making a song, but putting together an album, you know, it can be a lot of work, you know? So I'm always like thinking, how did they do that? How did they make that happen? That's always kind of my thought process. Wow, this is so interesting because I, I can't read music and I don't play an instrument, but that's all I ever think about is, and it'll be like some small little part and I, I really have been thinking, you know, if we're stuck in the house for another year, I think I might take maybe a music appreciation class or something, um, because I'm always thinking about how did they produce this? How did you make your guitar sound like this? Or um, why did the keys sound hot on this particular part of the song, but not so much on the other part? Like I really like to, I don't know, figure all that out. And I, only just for my own, you know, pleasure, not to try and recreate it. Um, but so I, I end up watching a lot of production videos on how people sequence things or, um, but I think I also want to, I don't know, learn to read that, to be able to understand it a little better too. Yeah, you know, like one of the best things for me is like VH1 has that that series they did like behind the album. I think it's behind- Oh, you know, behind yeah. the music back Be in the day? Well, not behind the music, but they do this thing where they like show, like they go in the studio and they like show like how they like recorded like a particular song or a particular album. And they like go and they like break, they like totally like separate the tracks and like separate the vocals from the instrumentals. And you know, and then they like, I think they did this with Steely Dan actually. That's the only one I've seen. I was just, yeah. gonna, I didn't know they did more than that. Yeah, and I think that, no, yeah, Steely Dan, the Asia album. That they, was perfect. Yeah, and they totally like went through it. They were like talking to, you know, um, you know, Donald Fagan about, you know, what went into like, you know, um, the Asia album and the song, like what went into Deacon Blues and they went and they talked to the guy that And that's the stuff I playing. like to find out too. Yeah, and they were talking about like the guy, to the guy that did bass on like Deacon Blues, uh -huh. you know what I mean? And, um, and it's just amazing to like, hear these stories about what goes into an album because you know you you just put on that album we hear it but there's like so much that goes into making so many layers yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. so I, that's another thing why i'm always interested in albums is because there's such a story that goes into yeah. how these albums are created as it should be it shouldn't just be like eh, let's just go on in here i don't oh, know no, i guess it know, could dude. be but i like a nice story <laughs> clearly clearly absolutely uh which brings me and i'm gonna read a little something that I just pulled off the internet because I was not familiar with this artist and um, kind of floored me. Um, Tide of Hyacinth from yes. Ambrose. Akin Musiri. Akin Musiri. Yeah, pronounced like almost like Siri, Akin Musiri. Oh, Akin Musiri. At least that's how I think it's pronounced, but yeah. Okay. As as I, no, I believe you. you. You want to introduce me to this brother, so of course I'm believing yeah, you. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, so I pulled this from the internet and it says that during his 15 year career, Ambrose has paradoxically situated himself in both the center and the periphery of jazz, most recently emerging in classical and hip hop circles. Um, this just, I have to, I had to bookmark it so that I can go back to it later. Mm -hmm. Um, how did you find this music and... Why, especially, and I forgot this part, it says uh, he's a guest for new paradigms, masterfully weaving inspiration from other genres, arts, and life in general into compositions that are as poetic and graceful as they are bold and unflinching. 
this is such a spoken word. Like every poet I know will fall in love with this. This oh, yes. just speaks so much to my soul. And not and I was not introduced to him at all yep. uh, in 2020. And it says 15 years, yo. What's up? Yeah, Talk he's been me. around. And another, and he's from Oakland too, just like uh, fantastic. Wow. You know, right up the road. <laughs> no, I was yes. So. Tell me a little bit of uh, why you chose Tide of Hyacinth. Well, you know, I've been listening to Ambrose for a bit, and um, you know, I'm, I, you know, I love jazz. I'm, a, I'm a big uh, jazz guy. You know, I have some friends of mine in Sacramento. You know, they're big jazz guys, and we always get together and sort of like talk about new artists and old artists and have our debates and whatever. <laughs> and um, I first discovered him. Uh, with this album he did origami harvest i think it was released in 2019 or 2018 but um origami harvest is interesting because um you mentioned spoken word and there's a lot of spoken word um in that album actually you know he's an amazing uh young trumpet player and uh kind of like fantastic in a way he's digging back into like the black aesthetic of jazz whereas like fantastic's like a blues guy ambrose is he's all about the jazz but this is as far away from elevator jazz as you oh can get. yeah i wouldn't yeah. even yeah, yeah i wouldn't even put the two in the same sentence not not even I yeah mean, this is totally freeform jazz that takes chances at every moment and i think that one thing that's really cool about that is you know you mentioned that you know he's done work with some hip-hop artists so this is obvious i think this is really great and excites me because it's gonna finally start bringing some younger audiences back to to jazz right yes no, which we've no. been in dire need of for so long yeah i mean no no hate to like the old heads you know no. that, that are in no, no. jazz but you know we need to get to the get these uh younger audiences into jazz too and yes. i think that ambrose he's going to be an interesting sort of like bridge you know to 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 like bring younger generations into uh the jazz movement um and you know i like this the whole album is really great on the tender spot of every callus i mean how could you i mean just the title alone come on there you go oh that just that tells you everything you need to know you're like okay we're gonna be friends in 2021 <laughs> i may not have known you these prior 15 years but we're gonna be cool now yeah um, and, love and, and, yeah and really you know you i could have just put the whole album there but I, I chose this song tied up hyacinth it's a you know it's a longer piece but you know, beautiful, spacious um, piece that I think is really sort of uh, indicative of his talent. And uh, yeah, he's he's a wonderful young jazz artist. And, you know, in terms of like when I was thinking about jazz artists that I could put on this list, he's like, you know, the first one that came to mind. Right, sure. right. And so, so let me ask you this. So I know that you and Connie um, attend a lot of musical events. Yeah. Do y'all have a special place that you like to hear jazz in? Have you found that? Or is that something um, that's still in the works? Like you hopefully will one day find a jazz venue that works for what you all are seeking. Well, you know, uh, living in the Valley is kind of tough, but you know, we occasionally we go to that, uh, what's that jazz spot called here um, in Fresno? Um, in the tower. Oh, uh, Lucy's Lounge? Yeah, you know, we yes. hang out in Lucy's Lounge every once in a while. There's some, but some pretty cool artists that have actually been through there. Good. You know, um, you know, it's it's kind of hard to find j jazz spots, uh, you know, uh, in California these days, you know? I, oh, mean, I guess it would be a regional maybe issue too, maybe. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously in, on the East Coast, I mean, you're going to, I mean, the East Coast has, is, it's such a uh, deep, you know, um, history of like jazz joints. And, you know, some of them are still around. Um, you know, we, we just kind of like, uh, you know, wherever we can hear it, we hear it, man. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. That's what we got to do. Yeah, um, for sure. Have y'all, since you mentioned New York, have y'all ever been to the Blue Note? I've, I've never been, but... I have not, but I'd like to go. Yeah, that's it's kind of on my list, especially that uh, Robert Glasper always has a residency there. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of people we like show up, you know, yeah. throughout that. We went to New York last year for Afropunk, but we were just for a few days. But I've been meaning to go back there and just sort of like really like, you know, go back to the old Tin Pan Alley and just like oh, sort of yeah. just like really just hit up, you know, go to go to Minton's and like, you know, all the old spots, you know what I mean? Just Is it just still really there? Kind of like, I don't think so, but oh. you know. But, but still, I want to be in the place space. Where it was, yeah, yeah. The, the location, you know. I had a, so. a photo of Minton's in uh, like a poster, you know, when I was younger and um, I can't remember everybody that's standing outside. It's an iconic poster though. You've probably seen it. And okay. I remember um, somebody yeah. was over and was just like, oh, is that your family? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's my family. It really is, quite honestly. So I do understand like going back to those places and, and yeah. being in the space where, you know, where the greats performed. Yeah, I've always yeah. wanted to like go back to the East Coast, do like a music tour. And also like maybe just go through the South and do like a, you know, where the juke joints, all the famous juice, juke joints used to be, you know what I mean? Well, I kind of done that one a little bit last year. Oh, you did? 2019, we were able to do a little tour of the South. Oh, and okay. I just thought it would be, you know, I, I thought during the day it'd be, you know, like the places that, you, you know, you're supposed to go. But in the evening, they took us to some juke joints. Oh, and nice. I asked the facilitator too, like, I can't even remember this lady's name. Um, an older white lady from Maine. I was like, how do you know about all these spots? Because she was like, oh, we're gonna go back to the hotel now and everyone, you know, rest up, change. And this place opens up at midnight and I'm looking around like, who, who is this lady? How she? So I just kind of was like, you know, how did you hear about these? She goes, oh, cause I go to these. And I was like, I'm not mad at you. I'm gonna have a great time. And I, and we did. And it was so authentic. And um, yeah, I would do that again in a heartbeat. Yeah, for sure. Duke joints have something. Oh, there's something about them that just call my name. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I definitely kind of like uh, long to like uh, experience that. You know, you know, when we we went to Chicago, we went to some pretty cool places. Uh, this place, Kingston Mines, in terms of like that that was that's a blue spot in uh, Chicago, and and uh, it was really cool. Kingston Mines, it has like two separate stage stages and. Uh, they serve like fried catfish and stuff in there. Oh. And I knew I was in the right place because we walked in and uh, and uh, this brother got in the, on the mic with the guitar and he said, um, if you didn't come to the party, take your dead ass home. That's it, that's it right there. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so you like, took hey, your jacket off. Right yes, place, that's right, that's right. I really yeah. love Chicago for poetry and jazz and so, um, yeah, that makes so much sense. And I hope, you know, one day, yeah, we should all put together our own little tour map of, you know, spots we would like to infiltrate one day based around music and venues. That would be, that would be kind of cool. You should do a road trip. Yes, I'm down. I gotta get out of here. This is yeah. the longest I've been home in so long. 
No, I can imagine. Yeah, it's it's been a tough tough year, man. Yeah, yeah. But music has helped, um, and this particular artist has helped a lot. I um, your next um, artist is Salt, who I only yep. um, became aware of because of um, the tastemaker himself, Giles Peterson. Um, always shares the best shit and. I mean, for, and that was maybe a year ago, I think. Okay. And I would always dig and try to figure out, you know, who was Salt. But Salt is pretty, um, we don't have any photos. Yeah. Um, we don't do interviews, which I kind of like. I, I love that. I just I'm love digging it. that. I'm like, you know what? A little anonymity goes a long way, but it's so unapologetically pro-Black. Yes. Oh, let's talk about it. You chose, you know it, uh, from Salt as your number. Uh, yeah. One, two, three, four, yeah, yeah. You know it ain't. Track. You know it ain't. That's you know name. it ain't. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. Well, you know, Salt. They released two albums in 2020. Um, one was called Untitled Rise, and the other one was called Untitled Title Black Kids. And, and you know it ain't is uh, from Untitled Rise, and. Um, both of those albums are, are really the go-to for anybody that's interested in like black liberation struggle music for sure. Yeah. But I think You Know What Aid is really stuck with me uh, because it's an obvious critique on kind of what I would call liberal kind of wokeness, mm. and, and but the fakeness of it in the mm -hmm. age of kind of like keyboard, war keyboard warriors. And you know, it's easy to kind of like for people to say black lives matter or what have you, but then to what degree, you know, are you actually doing things in your everyday life to change things yes. for the better, right? Yes. It's like, you know, and it, so it always, the um, the song is kind of interesting because it's really sort of like somebody talking, you know. Mm -hmm. It's saying, spoken like, word, yo. Yeah. It totally felt, felt like that to me anyway. Yeah, like, you know, I think it's, it's like saying like, you know, but you say Black Lives Matter on social media, they don't have like a refrain, but you know it ain't, you know what right? I mean? Yeah. You know, but kind and of that's this, how it feels. Yeah. Ugh, it's. I resonate so much with this. I'm sorry, I'm talking all yeah. loud because. Oh no, you're fine. <laughs> I got excited, but um, because that's what I say out loud to myself when I hear all of this, or when you're in spaces where you know, y'all are co-opting a movement that you don't care about in this particular moment, and mm -hmm. um, I happen to be in close proximity to you, so therefore you would like me to know that that's how you feel. But you know it ain't that way. I've seen <laughs> your actions. You can claim whatever you like, but but please recognize, black folks know when people are being um, are being genuine. We have no choice. Absolutely. That radar is built in. We don't have a choice, and you can you know speak however you want to speak or, or or what have you. But um, action speaks so much louder and um this year well last year really was the testament of that and so many people co-opting and i i refuse to use the word woke quite frankly uh, yeah. any longer i stopped so many years ago because i just felt like i don't like to use phrases that are catch-all for folks that ain't catching nothing <laughs> you catching all kind of hell you catch nothing i'm good i don't care if other people use it but for me, I always, it feels like that when um, I know that you're not remotely interested in what happens to other folks, but online, this is what looks good at the moment. And to say that you're woke makes you feel like you are part of that. And you know it ain't. <laughs> you know it ain't. I understand. Exactly.
Exactly. I was like, no, not now. Yes. <laughs> Later. Can you still see? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm so salt for anybody that. Um, yeah, needs. salt. Both of those albums are incredible, and yeah, uh, yeah and, and, and like you said, the anonymity of the of the group really makes them uh, interesting for sure. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, that's to me, I think that's great because, I mean, so much now, so much of music now is visual. So it's great when, you know, you have to just listen to it because you know, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, not gonna, you're not seeing them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get this education. <laughs> you got it. Oh, wow. Look at that. And speaking of get this education, you, you then flow right on into Run the Jewels. You want to you want to tell folks a little bit about Run the Jewels and which track you yeah. chose? RTJ is the album, uh, and uh, it, it's called. The song is "Just," just with the dollar sign as the as the S. Yes. Um, so, um, you know, the the I think the chorus on this song is "Look at all these slave masters <laughs> posing on your dollar." Yes. And it's like, what else does some? What else do you got to say in 2020 or even 2021 for that matter? Mm-hmm. I mean, Killer Mike LP, Zach De La Rocha just really kind of hit the name on the head, you know, in this kind of like era of kind of like, you know, vulture capitalism run amok. Uh, You know, and I I came up in the era of Public Enemy, Boogie Down Productions, Paris, Arrested Development, kind of like the the consciousness. You even said Paris, word up. Paris, yeah. Yes, I loved Paris too. I loved all those, by the way, but people don't use it. Throw Paris in there, good for you. Throw Paris, yeah, no, no, no. And uh, yeah, for sure. And so, I, you know, I came up with all those conscious rappers. And the, the thing about hip hop now is like, I remember when I first started listening to hip hop, you would go to record stores. And if you went to like the cassette section, it was like two shelves of cassettes, <laughs> right? Yep. And it was just those two shelves. That's it. Now it's like, there's just so much of it. And it's hard for me to like follow all of it. I mean, I my nephew sends me playlists all the time, and I'm really? just like, yeah, he sends me lots of playlists. You know, he's like 22, I think. Oh, that's awesome. Or, yeah, and um, there's like so much of it, I can't keep track of it all. Uh-huh. Um, but when I hear something that grabs me, um, I really gotta, I really gotta gravitate towards it. And this. You know, just really grabbed me. Run the jewels really grabbed me. Um, just hip hop that not only just pulls you through the ru- ru- window, it just like really holds on to you in a big mm-hmm. way. So I loved every minute of it, and I feel like if this is what sti- hip hop still has to offer, uh, I'm I'm there for it completely. Right. Does your nephew does he appreciate Run the Jewels, or is that not? Yeah, I think he, I think he, I got to actually introduce him to it. He's like, uh, he's, he's, he's into some different, um, different, different. <laughs> he's 22. Uh, kind of, yeah, he's, he's still kind of, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I put together like a classic uh, hip hop playlist for him. Cause you know, he was like, uh, you know, he sent me a playlist and I think he had like some Gucci Mane and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. on there, which is cool. Yeah. You know, but I feel like, you know, let me, let me take you back to the foundation. So I there put him go. like together a playlist. We had like. I put like some diggable planets up on there, nice. you know, um, some like, you know, old school, you know, guru, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I think he enjoyed it. You yeah. Know, so, yeah, yeah. Huh. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. I, um, I don't make playlists for my nephews because okay. they grew up with me babysitting. So they had to endure all that, like riding with me all the time. Okay. And so now when they listen to the music their own age, 
they actually know where the samples came from or the sample of a sample. So they're really good about catching all that. But um, I like the idea of asking. I've never thought about asking them. I don't know if I can handle it. I've got a whole <laughs> bunch of... It's a good idea. I might post that from you, Victor. Yeah, you know, you should ask them what they're listening to. Yeah, yeah. I do. Um, I had my youngest sister just turned, I think, 25 um, okay. recently. And she was in the car. And I told her to get out of my car because I was listening to... It was jazz. Oh, it was Donald Bird. Okay. He nice. Broke out laughing, talking about, oh my God, is this smooth jazz? And we had just what? got to her apartment. I was like, get out of my car. Yeah. And she can't. was legit laughing. Like, she was like, oh my God, this is like how grandma used to listen to what? smooth jazz. Donald like, Bird. Oh. Donald Bird was a, a, the Thank man. Thank you. Thank Amazing. you. I was like, goodbye, Ashley. I have nothing else to say <laughs> to you. Um, but I'd, I'd, I'd listen to something else driving home because she just made me feel self-conscious about Donald Bird. Ain't that something? Uh, that is something, man. I was uh, like, yeah, yeah, come on. But my nephews have much more sophisticated taste because she wasn't in the back seat with me growing up. They was. So I'm, I'm giving them more props because they spent more time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got some Donald Bird on my playlist for sure. Look at you. See? Yeah. See? Right there on my phone, Donald Bird. <laughs> Always. Come on. Yeah. Um, so Run the Jewels, have you seen, before we leave them, have you seen their performance on Austin City Limits? Do you watch I that ever? I have not. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. And I love crowd shots of, uh, of different, you know, shows that I watch. I was pleasantly surprised that that crowd did not look like us, but they was feeling Run the Jewels. So there okay. you go. Catch it. Catch it. Okay, I will, for, for sure. Um, Lillianne LaHavis. Yeah, Leanne LaHavis. Leanne LaHavis. Yeah. Who I've yeah. seen a lot, but I don't really listen to. Yeah. Um, I just think. I yeah, no, I don't you, think you I know any songs. heard her music before. She's kind yeah. of a, um, the, the album she has is, uh, it's self-titled. The song is bittersweet. Um, you know, I've always loved her voice. And, and she she's a singer, guitar player from, uh, from uh, Great Britain. And... I've always kind of gotten a Neil Soul kind of vibe from her, but on this, this album, I feel like she's really just kind of spreading her wings big time, you know, with some strong ballads that reach into one's emotions, love, loss, salvation, and growth. Uh, it's just a beautiful album from a beautiful voice from start, start to finish, really. Okay. And I noticed that you have quite a few artists that are from um, uh, London. I mean, you, you did stick around the bay quite a bit, but yep, yep. Um, I like that. You know, you also went across the pond too. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. There are a lot of great, great, great music coming out uh, from uh, from Great Britain, and um, you know, I was really kind of you know a few years ago, my wife and I actually went to Europe, and the day we were supposed to go to, you know, we we're, we're gonna leave France and go to Great Britain and I hurt my foot. <laughs> I wasn't oh. gonna make it. I was totally bummed out. Oh man. So we gotta make it we gotta make it back over there because there, yeah. there's some good stuff happening over there. Especially sure. music wise. I mean I resonate with that a lot. Um so Absolutely. And I'll have to give um I don't know what she did, but I feel like um I feel like I didn't listen to her intentionally because of something she said, which I know was ridiculous. Um, but I can't remember what it was now, so I guess it's time for me to give her another chance. Yeah, give her, give it, yeah. yeah, give her a chance right. for sure. All right, thanks to Victor, I'm going ahead and give this child another chance. I, and I honestly can't remember <laughs> I can't what remember it was what she said. said. You it wasn't horrible, but it was enough elitist elitism 
And I feel like it had something to do, you know, um, Black Americans versus European oh. Black Americans. It was something around there. And I got, you know, I got my feelings about it. And I was just like, I ain't listening to that, that okay. lady. But I hadn't heard her before anyway. So why am I boycotting somebody? Well, now that you told me, I got to go look into this. It's something and I can't remember. <laughs> oh, and you're a journalist. You could find out easily, oh, yeah. probably. Um, so yeah. I'm still trying to, if it's real bad though, don't tell me because I still want to check her out. <laughs> no, yeah, um, they're, they're okay. great album, great, great music song, no doubt. Okay. Sure. And then we end, we end up next um, with one of my all-time favorite artists. Yeah. And you play bass, so I know that you probably have various stories as to why um, this is important, but um, we have Thundercat with um, ba- uh, Black Quails and it's all the Steves. I love it. It's Steve, Steve, and Steve. Steve Lacey, Steve Harrington. Right. Um, and, you know, Thundercat Steve as well. So uh, can yeah. you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, Thundercat. Um, more Thundercat, please. I mean, as a guy. Yes. Like, yeah. I mean, me, uh, as somebody who's massively into Parliament Funkadelic, I'm just so excited about Thundercat. And, you know, the song Black Qualls is kind of... Uh, indicative of why i mean he's really kind of in, inherited in my mind the mantle of funk from bootsy collins and larry graham and those kinds of guys and he's in other words he's a real virtuoso but his vibe is like totally out there in the best most abstract kind of way I mean, you could i could listen to this album and his music for weeks on end i mean and for me as somebody who plays bass and you know we talked about how music is put together. I'm always listening to his music and thinking, you know, how did he do that? How does he play like that? I mean, either he's just amazingly gifted, somebody who must practice like 12 hours a day, somebody who has a solid grip on just move music theory from top to bottom or all of the above, just totally. I think it's all the above. Yeah, (laughs) all of the above. Yeah, Yeah. totally just love his music for sure. And don't you love the way he brings in other artists? I don't know if other folks would be list well i mean obviously steve errington from slave has legions of fans but are they as young as thundercats fans mm. i wouldn't imagine so so being able to um you know showcase um older artists like the whole kenny Loggins and michael mcdonald right, um, spots right. that he's shared also so i do like that reaching i won't say back but you know just reaching out to artists that are beloved by other generations and kind of mixing that all together i'm i'm very fond of that too oh yeah no yeah just another guy who's definitely bridging generations and just an amazing player i mean the thing is is i you know i feel like one of the things is like for there for for a while and you know still to some degree there there's a lot of artists that don't even really play instruments right it's like you know but i think it's really great to see these you know, these like young sort of virtuosos that are still about, you know, the instrumentation and playing, you know, getting out there and doing live shows with real instruments. That's just so great to see. It really is. And you can kind of tell that it's um, not just, um, you know, it's not like a fad. I really see more and more of that happening. And the the, um, fact that Thundercat also um, doesn't shy away from pop music too mm-hmm. and working with um, an Ariana Grande and, and things like that I, I I like that it's as you said he's diverse but yeah. still real it doesn't change the sound of his music when he does do those different um, things and I um, I'm not sure have you seen his 
I can't remember what it's on, but there's a YouTube video of him um, going over all of his favorite bass. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. That really cool. Yeah, that was really cool to see. And uh, yeah, and, and, and you mentioned the fact that he works with a lot of different kinds of artists. And I, I really, I, and I really like that too, because I mean, somebody like me, you know, I obviously at me, I don't really listen to a lot of Ariana Grande, but you know, Thundercat, you know, I didn't have a choice. Like that, you know, he, he was working with her. I was like, okay, cool, you know, gives me a, you know something else to listen to. You know? There but, you go. But uh, but no, Thundercat, Black Qualls, check it out. It's a great song, no doubt. And um, another British uh, singer-songwriter, Arlo Parks. Yeah. Um, this young lady is also from West London. Yeah, she's she's from yeah she's okay. she's, a, she's a Londoner for sure. And the song uh, is Caroline. Yeah. Now Arlo Parks. Um, I don't think she's even. Uh, I think she's like twenty years old. So she's very Jeez. twenty twenty. She's. She's not even 21 yet, but just has an amazing voice. Um, now, this song, Caroline, is from her for next her upcoming album, uh, Collapsed in Sunbeams. And I think she has a voice, that, voice that's truly unique, uh, soul, soulful and laid back and relaxed, a real audio gift that I think um, is great. I mean, her. I discovered her, she had a song that came out not too long ago called Cola. Um, that I, I just got hooked on it. Um, and I think this song is really just kind of, it's kind of the tip of the iceberg of what I think is gonna be a, an amazing career uh, from the young artist you're gonna hear a lot about. I agree. And the video um, also um, is very visually beautiful also, and so poetic. Um, there's a lot of poetry in that singer songwriter um, family of music that you have listed here. So I can tell, um, you know that those sentiments are are meaningful and i really i i didn't know she was only 20 but that makes so much sense too yeah um, yeah i mean yeah it's great i mean i think what the heck was i doing when i was 20 right <laughs> man i ain't gonna I tell mean, you what i was doing i know yeah. i wasn't doing nothing brilliant that's for sure i'm yeah, positive you know, of that and you have, and if you go to her youtube channel she like uh she has some things like she's done like some Radiohead covers and that kind of thing on, wow. on YouTube, and uh, she plays guitar too, which is really cool. Okay, see, so, no, I didn't um, know, but yeah, just uh, you know, my wife really digs her a lot too, so um, we're always listening to her music. Uh, one of our our favorite uh, new artists uh, to look for, and you know, we're looking forward to seeing more of her. Absolutely. All right, I'm loving this list. Yes. I'm loving it, um, and I encourage folks, if you've not really um, had a chance to explore new music um, recently, please go to our Spotify page as we um, host every guest's um, playlist there. And instead of having five joints, y'all gonna have 10 this time. So, um, <laughs> and the last one will be on that playlist, uh, Jose James. Yes, you know, I feel like, you know, yeah, When They See Us, uh, kind of like a song that really kind of says it all in terms of like the past year with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Andre Hill, Ahmaud Arbery. I mean, the list goes on. Um, it, 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 this was a tough choice, you know, rounding out my top 10, but this song really touched me, not because Jose James has a great voice, which he does, but because he's using it to say something that is really important. And I think that's really what we need to see more of. I, I would like to see more of, a, of an artist, right? Is like, we're sort of like at this uh, crossroads and, um, you know, we need we need more artists to, you know, use their, use their, their gift to, 
you know, speak out about what's going on in the world. And Jose is doing that in this in this song. And um, yeah, he has a really amazing voice. I discovered him because he did some work with uh, Marcus Machado, who's like one of my favorite uh, young guitar players. You know, the way I could kind of describe him is kind of like a, a you know, um, you know, he's—he definitely reminds me a lot of Jimi Hendrix in a, in a in a big way, but just an amazing guitar player. He did some work with him, and that's how I discovered uh, Jose James' music. So, yeah, beautiful voice and uh, an important song, without a doubt. I I totally agree, and um, I was introduced to him through jazz, and I I feel certain that um, you might not see this because you created the playlist. But your whole playlist is sort of that kind of platform, like explaining, not explaining, but sharing with folks that, you know, we're at an impetus right here. And um, each of us has a platform and we should use those in the ways that we feel are beneficial um, to the movement, to the cause, to ourselves. Um, and I really like that when he when he uses his voice, because he's a he's a he's a smallish sort of dude, uh, like Prince in a, okay. in a way, um, but such a big voice. Oh yeah. And you really listen. Even if you don't want to hear this message, you getting this message <laughs> if Jose it. James is delivering it. Yeah. Um, and I just I felt like your whole list, I don't know if you felt like that. I feel like it's all kind of having that conversation with us. Like 2020 was not a time for you to just experience, um, but to learn from and what yeah. are you now? No, yeah. no, it was it was definitely a, a year we will remember, although many of us would like to forget it. But yeah, what do we learn from it? And also, you know, I think with the with the music, I mean, what's sort of coming out of this time? You know, what mm -hmm. is, you know, so so yeah, I think that when I gravitate towards music that's sort of like, you know, talks about what's happening now. You know what I mean? It's always great to like talk about what happened, you know, 30 or 40 years ago. But what what's happening, is happening now? now, and how is music and art reflecting that? Do you ever notice that, or does it just sort of just happen? Like, do you feel like you out here looking for all this positive vibrations, or they just come to you? In terms of like the music, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm just. I can't tell myself. I, you know, I really I'm can't tell, so that's why I want to know if someone else can tell. I don't know if it's just I'm I'm looking for it consciously. <laughs> I'm always yeah. looking for like I'm always looking for new music and uh, you know searching for like obscure stuff you know that nobody's heard of and oh, okay. you know, I'm always kind of like you know I'm always, I'm like the guy who's like you know I'm on YouTube at 3 a.m. you know trying uh, okay. to find some kind of a you know some sort of a weird piece of music that nobody has ever heard of. You know what I mean? Interesting. From I've not, it sort of um, thankfully comes to me, but I do dig a little bit, but it just feel like all the elements conspire to be like, ooh, here's some good stuff, Tavoya. Here's some good stuff. And I don't think um, that's gonna be diminished because I have the podcast now. So people are gonna send Jason and I all these good things. And so I'll never um, have to, you know, worry about not having something dope to listen to yeah and i always listen to sucker free sunday too to find Word out up. where, where, I, where up. I should be listening to yes i just um i love doing the playlist it makes me you know if i'm having a bad day it's already done so after this podcast i'm gonna go and release it on um unsuspecting friends who are so kind that don't 
you know, I know they probably, half of them probably are just like another one, but at least they don't say that, right? They just accept it as the gift that I'm giving them and whether or not they listen to it is at their own discretion, but it makes me feel good to share it, so. Yeah, well, it makes us feel good to hear it. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, I can't tell you how happy I am to know that I have some new stuff that I can look forward to listening to. And um, yeah, thanks for making me listen to Fantastic Negrito. Yeah. I I slept for wrong reasons and you helped to, um, you know, diminish that. (laughs) Oh yeah, no, Fantastic's great. And I'll I'll be looking forward to seeing him live once we get through this crazy pandemic. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, that's one of the things I'm missing the most are live shows. And I do hope that I don't um, get myself so nervous that I don't feel like going back to Yoshi's or going back to Fulton 55. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I have seen that one meme, though. I don't even think it was a meme. I think it was a real situation where in Great Britain, they had a concert, an outdoor concert, and everybody had their own little pod. Did you huh. see that? I like five that. people to a pod and you get your own server <laughs> and all of your cocktails were there and you and the artist is you know they're on the stage but i'm like i like that better anyway that, that, that no that sounds actually like it could be a good situation that's what i'm talking i'm grown now i don't need to meet new people let's just i'll hang out with the five people i'm with and we're good <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah particularly yeah. if there's an ample supply of drinks i mean that's yeah great. they had a whole little um <laughs> like a bucket in the middle of the of the center with ice and you know and your drinks and your glassware and I'm like oh I could get down with that Absolutely. bring it to the states we'll we can do this we can do this <laughs> well thank you so much for being on sucker free sunday got five on it um as always there's shout outs at the end so um who would you like to say hello to uh thank anything like that Ah, well, I guess first and foremost, just want to say uh, shout out to my wife, uh, Connie. We're you know, we, yeah, we actually talked a lot about this playlist. And, you know, I'm always talking to her about music. And, you know, and I tried to get her in here. I, what was that? I tried, I tried to get her in here. But she was like, nah. Oh, well, you know, yeah, well, I can grab her if you want. No, no, no. I meant so she could do a playlist also. You know, uh-uh, don't get Connie mad at me on Sunday. <laughs> oh, okay. No, yeah, but yeah. So shout out to my wife, Connie. Word. Um, shout out to all the artists on this list. You know, um, I think it's great that they're making amazing music. I'm looking forward to seeing more of them. And uh, yeah, and shout out to all the people up there that are uh, hunkered down and doing what they can to... Uh, get through this pandemic i know it's not easy but you know uh, hopefully this playlist makes it better yeah stay positive no doubt all right thank you so much victor y'all have a sucker free sunday and um we will talk again soon talk to you soon thank you so much for the opportunity you're welcome
Yeah.